Today in the podcast, I have a lady who calls herself a music supervisor. Now, I'm sure that many listeners won't know what a music supervisor is. So, Olivia, welcome to the podcast. You'll tell us all about it, I'm sure. Uh, just to give a bit of background to this interview, a few months back, we interviewed Barry Coffing and we started exploring the whole idea of the music business and what that entails. And he mentioned this unknown term to me, even at the time, music supervisor. It's not a commonly known term. And it was through that that I started to just explore this whole world of music and applying it in the film and documentary world and more besides. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you're working as a music supervisor. We'll get into that in a moment. But first, who's Olivia? How did her musical journey begin? So um, my musical journey began, I want to say, when I was around nine years old. Um, my mom signed me up for piano lessons. Um, she actually signed me up because she thought, because she read somewhere that it helps you get better with like maths or something so she's like okay I'm gonna sign you up to piano and see how it goes I didn't get better at maths but I did get better at music um and then I kind of started getting really interested in the guitar for some reason I don't come from a musical family or anything but I really wanted to play the guitar and then Taylor Swift got really big in the UK and I was like, wow, she's cool. I want to sing that kind of music. I want to try playing guitar. I want to sing. Um, so I finally got my hands on a guitar when I was around, I think, the 12 or 13. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, I did a couple lessons, but I picked it up relatively quickly, much quicker than piano, actually. Um, and that's when I really started to kind of involve myself in music of all kinds so it started out with taylor swift then i moved on kind of started figuring out what i really liked what my thing was um so i started listening to Joni mitchell a lot um a lot of billy joel kind of the old school singer songwriters um and then i discovered that berkeley college of music existed um in boston and i decided you know, I'm, I wasn't great academically, but music was one thing that I was good at. So why don't I go to music school? And somehow, luckily, my parents were supportive. It took a little bit of convincing, <laughs> but yeah. they were supportive. Um, and yeah, when I was 19, I applied to Berkeley. I got in and I moved from the UK all the way to Boston. Um, and then that's kind of where the whole music supervision plays into it a little bit. Um, right before I came to Berkeley, I was interested in film scoring, but then decided it wouldn't really be for me. Um, and I started watching a couple of TV shows that I really, really liked. Um, and I started focusing on the music because they were playing this old school music that I was really into. Um, and I was like, wow, like. I wonder who puts music in TV shows and in films like this. And then I discovered the role of music supervisor, music coordinator. And I couldn't really believe that it was a thing that you could actually do for a living. Um, Your dream. So yeah, basically, yeah. And that's when I decided, 
yeah, maybe this is what I'll put my focus on. I love songwriting, which kind of goes hand in hand with music supervision as well, luckily. Um, and yeah, but ever since then, I was really, really focused on music supervision. I've always been really drawn to it. And, and you know, when you think of Berklee School of Music and all that, are there specific courses to get you into that role? Because I'd imagine it's pretty different to, say, somebody yeah. who wants to go performance route, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's completely different. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty different. There aren't, there isn't like a, like a degree that you can do a music supervision. I think other schools like USC in California might, I might be wrong, but I think they've developed some kind of a master's program where you can do music supervision as a focus, but it's not like a nationwide thing or a big thing. And Berkeley doesn't have their own degree or master or anything. However, they do have one class in person on music supervision and another one on songwriting for film and TV. Um, I think any other class they have in relation to that is through Berkeley Online because it's one of those roles or one of those careers that doesn't really have a clear path. Yeah. You know, putting music in film and TV, it doesn't, it's kind of something that you fall into, I think, mm. as you go along. Yeah. So, you're in college in Berkeley, you're studying a lot of music, you're learning a lot of music, I presume, doing music theory, doing maybe the business mm -hmm. end of learning how the music industry works and all of this. Mm -hmm. And transition from there and put yourself in a music supervisor role. What is that role like on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, so it kind of involves like a couple things. So right now working with music supervisor, um, we also have a music library. So when you select songs for film and TV, you can't always get these like really well-known famous songs because they cost a ton of money. Um, so music supervisors often turn to music libraries to find basically any song in any genre, you know, that has any kind of lyric, any kind of voice. Um, and Music Supervisor has, we have our own music library. So a lot of that, um, a lot of my job is actually approving songs for the music library. So I get to listen to tons of music that people submit um, every day. Um, and I kind of have to go by genre, you know, I have to tag the genres. What other artists does it sound like? Things like that. Um, and then we have meetings where we'll talk about upcoming projects or what we're working on right now. Um, so over the spring, I was working on a movie, um, with kind of a couple of the other interns and my supervisor. Um, and that was super fun because that's the first time I got to actually be really hands-on and more independent with music coordination. And he just kind of assigned us each a scene. So I got assigned a couple scenes and he was like, you know, off you go, like try to find music. This is what they're looking for. Have fun. Um, so that was amazing because I, again, got to listen to tons of music. There was one particular scene that was pretty difficult to coordinate, but I can go into that in a second as well. Um, but yeah, that's just some of the things that we do. Um, and yeah, and a lot of it's also reaching out to song providers, things like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it is. So is there a shortage of new music styles coming on board or is there like an overwhelming amount? It sounds to me that there could be overwhelming amount. Yeah, there is a pretty overwhelming amount. I wouldn't say there's a shortage at all. Um, there is, actually I've learned a lot through this 
job through this internship, I've learned so much about different styles of music that I, I mean, I guess I knew they existed, but I didn't realize that people were actively kind of making this music for the purpose of being in film and TV and just kind of putting it out there in music libraries, which I think is great. Um, yeah. yeah, that's definitely something. Well, I suppose, new. you know, from the artist's point of view, it's, it's one way to hopefully monetize what they're doing because we all know exactly. about the streaming channels and lack of income that happens there for most yeah. artists, not all. So what are some of the challenges? You mentioned you had a challenge with that movie. There was a scene that was pretty challenging. How did that work out? Yeah. Um, so basically this particular scene, it involved like a 50s documentary, like wildlife documentary. And they wanted kind of, kind of like cheesy documentary music, you know, from that time. But I didn't really know what that involved so i had to do my own research you know researching these 1950s doc documentaries obviously completely unrelated to the film but kind of like i guess like field research mm -hmm. if you can call it um and i had to go out there and then kind of the music library itself trying to find that music i had to really think about what am i actually searching for what do i put in the search bar what do i put in the keywords um, so that was tough, but eventually um, we got, I got a song that really worked. Um, and I think that was like a really proud moment for me because it was so challenging and it was the first scene I'd ever coordinated on my own. Um, actually hearing my supervisor kind of be like, wow, like this is amazing. It fits perfectly. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, thank goodness. Like maybe I, I can't it, do this. Isn't it amazing with just like documentaries, which can be, well, interesting for most people, I'm sure, but boring yeah. just to look at with no sounds. I mean, when you put music in, it just oh, like, yeah. lifts the Definitely. whole thing. Yeah. Lifts the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, somebody listening to this podcast, they are thinking about what will I do with my music? I need to make money. Let's face it, it's the world we live in. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who loves singers, songwriting style music like Joni Mitchell and so forth? or somebody who wants to write just instrumental music, what advice would you give them when they're in that creative process if they're intending to push it into your hands for you somewhere? So sometimes, unfortunately, like artists don't get to see the brief, you know? So it's kind of a very general thing, writing for film and TV. You don't always get to write to a specific scene. Um, unless you're, I guess, contracted to write all the music for that movie generally yeah um and there are some movies that are great examples of that as well um however if you kind of like really want to put your music out there you want to write for film and tv eventually you want to have your music in sync definitely research as many music libraries as you can because there are so many and upload your music a lot of them are free to upload your music and that is what music supervisors at the end of the day use to find music for different projects. So I suppose places like Epidemic Sound, um, would is that one location where people would go to look yeah, at? Yeah, or even, yeah, our one, for example, is called We Get Music. Um, okay. And again, free for anyone to upload as well. Um, there are hundreds of music libraries out there. Mm -hmm. There are so many. Yeah. Um, Definitely upload music to music libraries. If you can ever get into contact with a music supervisor, that can be a little more difficult though, because they do get a lot of requests. But if you're ever in 
a position, you know, I don't know, maybe at a party or one of these conferences where you are face to face with a music supervisor, it's always worth mentioning, hey, I write music, this is the kind of music I write. Because you never know what they might be working Well, that's on. it. It's synchronicity can kick in and who knows what could happen next. Exactly. So the name of your website is We Get Music. That's where yeah, you we source. Get music. That's we get where, music. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll put that link in the description for people to click through, just to have a look at it. So um, when you think of films, and I think in the recent interview there in the last number of months that I did with Barry, yeah. we were talking about this process of creating music, what not to do and what yep. to do and one yep. of the key things was to get if you're thinking of a phrase or a st- structured phrase not to have it too up and down in terms of style but to keep it kind of lengthy yep. stretched out to keep a background scene in good sync so as you as a music supervisor could match it easier yep. to see. and would you agree to that yeah i think so yeah you know like you said you can't have too many up and downs you have to keep the viewer engaged but the music can't distract from the scene you know so it's a constant balance of like not wanting to distract people or draw too much attention to the music but you also are kind of subconsciously i guess putting it in the viewer's mind yes um so yeah it can't be too up and down there are i guess like unspoken rules about sync and how what is a syncable song and what isn't background or singer songwriter yeah yeah so you put music to films and documentaries they're the most common ones one would think of but what about i don't know advertisements um Mm -hmm. jingles maybe um and so on like what other places would you place music um so i personally haven't worked on advertisements but that is a possible placement that you could have as a musician or a music supervisor would put music in adverts um tv shows pretty much any visual media that you can think of a music supervisor could be involved in that potentially you know the director will usually have an idea of what they want um but at the end of the day a music supervisor has to be there to really, you know, because they're the expert in terms of music, you know, they have to be there to kind of convince the director, well, I don't really think you should be putting this song here and so forth. And also negotiating the royalties and things like that. But right. Yeah. yeah any visual. The big music. one, the royalties. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big one, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's negotiation. Yeah. So yeah. what are the minimum requirements for somebody to enter the world of music supervision? What would be the minimum requirements? So as a music supervisor, in terms of, let's say, education, there is no minimum requirement in terms of that, you know, because like I mentioned previously, there is no clear path to becoming a music supervisor. There's no degree that you can do or anything. Um, Obviously, musical knowledge definitely helps. Um, It's good to have, to basically listen as much listen to as much music as you possibly can you know all genres of music i mean not just all genres yeah all genres across the board (laughs) definitely try to kind of have like i guess an encyclopedia sort of like built into your brain you know musically um obviously you don't have to be an expert in every genre of music or all these big artists but have an idea of it you know have an idea of the different jazz styles or an idea of rock through the decades you know because if one day you have to supervise 
a TV show or a film that jumps back to the 60s and they want a folk song, you know, you can't just choose any folk song from today. It has to sound like it was written in the 60s. And you have to have an idea of what that might sound like. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to do research as well, you know, how kind of how to listen to music critically and how to research yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess also have an idea of the music business. You know, you want to, I think also in terms of negotiating royalties, things like that, it's something that you learn on the job. In my experience, I have studied music business, but I've learned a lot through my internship, how to talk to people, how to negotiate with people, um, but still have like a bit of an idea about that. Um, and that can be in the form of like reading books or the, actually, um, there is a guild of music supervisors and they do tons of videos, presentations on their YouTube. So it's definitely worth checking them out as well. Um, okay. but yeah, educationally, no need to have a degree or anything like that, but definitely be involved with music, you know, have an interest. Yeah. In it. It's always good to know theory. It's always good to know lyrics as well. I'd imagine, really, you've got to be an educated listener, but also yes. an analyst. Um, yeah. You know, the two come together nicely Definitely. there and then have an art of communication. Because I'm thinking when it comes to royalties, there's communication wanted there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the artist wants as much as they can get for understandable reasons. And there is budgets then to be met at the other side with the TV people or the film people or whatever. Yeah. So it's an interesting um, connection there so where can people find you if they want to connect with you and maybe ask a few questions if that's okay yeah definitely um so i have an instagram page um that i'm pretty active on um okay. and that's... we'll put the link in the description yeah. below for people to click through okay yeah, um, yeah okay so instagram is the best place just to drop your messages yeah, there I think so, yeah oh, okay well listen it was great to have you on and as i say this subject is such a hidden subject tucked away there in the background of the music industry as it were and it's only those people that are either in the tv film realm or the management of all of that that really know in depth what it involves so it's great to have you on and thank you for telling us more about the role of being a music supervisor thank you for having me